Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is 1 Nephi chapters 6 through 10. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by part of Lehi's dream as recorded in 1 Nephi chapter 8 verses 26 and 27. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Great and Spacious You think you're eating fruit, but all I see is insubstantial air. You pantomime a feast, children playing at nonsense. Your narrow mind only comprehends straight paths, while the whole world lies abroad, a sweet mystery to savor. I want to gorge on warm security of wealth, respect from the reputable, room to move about and choose. I've had my fill of your visions, sick of exhortations and mock love forged from constraint. Listen to me now as I roar from my window. This poem is not very fun or uplifting. It wasn't fun to write either, but it was a continuation of the effort I talked about last week to try to see things from the viewpoint of Laman and Lemuel, or anyone who aggressively rejects the gospel. In particular, I used imagery from Lehi's vision in 1 Nephi chapter 8 of the great and spacious building filled with people who pointed at and mocked the people who were eating the fruit from the tree of life. I tried to ask myself how the people in the building would have mocked them and why it was effective in causing some of them to feel shame. When people mock me, I don't have very quick or witty responses. I get tongue-tied and angry and I'm sensitive to insinuations that I'm stupid or blind. This doesn't make me ashamed of the gospel, but it does embarrass me personally. It's especially hard if someone aggressively attacks what I believe and I don't have a good immediate response that will stop their attack. It hurts when people misinterpret my motives or accuse me of being in a bubble or too afraid to really be free. I imagine this was the first step for the people who wandered away from the tree. Maybe the second step was wondering what it might be like to be part of that beautiful crowd in their beautiful building. They seem intelligent, cool, open-minded, wealthy, and unencumbered by strict commandments that sometimes don't make sense or seem too hard to keep. Then maybe after some of these people left the tree and got into the building themselves, the natural thing to do was turn around and mock those they had left behind, maybe out of resentment for past hurt feelings or to fit in with their new friends. Even outside of the context of the gospel, we see this kind of shifting from out-group to in-group all the time, so Lehi's dream resonates with those feelings. A couple of questions I wrote in my scripture study journal include, how did Laman and Lemuel feel about being singled out in Lehi's dream? Did they take it as a personal criticism? Because it kind of sounds like one. Also, if a person has never partaken of the fruit, which represents God's love, would it seem imaginary to them like it was all in your head or you are faking your feelings? What would you do or say to convince that person to give it a try? 
President Boyd K. Packer once said, you may think that Lehi's dream or vision has no special meaning for you, but it does. You are in it. All of us are in it. Lehi's dream or vision of the iron rod has in it everything a Latter-day Saint needs to understand the test of life. I'll do a quick review now of some of the different symbols in Lehi's dream. First, I'll give the symbol, then what the symbol represents, and finally, some questions or thoughts the symbol inspired in me. First, there's the tree and its fruit, which represent the love of God, especially as exemplified in Jesus Christ. I had two questions. How can I partake of God's love daily? And how can I encourage my children to partake? The second symbol is the river, which represents the depths of hell. I noticed that the river runs near the tree. It doesn't take much to fall from grace then. What do I need to watch for to protect myself and my family? The third symbol is the rod of iron, which represents the word of God. Um, I ask myself, what are different sources of God's word? How can I incorporate them into my life? And what will help me remember God's word? The fourth symbol is the mist of darkness, which represents the temptations of the devil. I noted that it isn't a sin to be tempted, but it is to succumb to temptation. How can I avoid succumbing? How can I recognize temptation for what it is? And then the fifth symbol that I wrote about was the great and spacious building, which is in this poem, which represents the world and its wisdom and vain imaginations and pride. I noted that the world has its own set of values, but it can still sting when you get mocked. What can I rely on to help me feel peace? What can I do when I feel doubt or confusion over the wisdom of the world? Note that this poem is written in first person, but that it doesn't reflect my own beliefs. It's important to remember that most poetry takes at least a little poetic license, even if it's a reordering of real events or changing the description of a landscape to reflect how the poet felt about it rather than what it was in reality. So don't assume that a poem is biographical or confessional. A poet usually tries to tap into truth, but sometimes that is done through a fictional framework. That can be harder to distinguish in poetry than in prose, but it's worth remembering and watching out for. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Great and Spacious You think you're eating fruit, but all I see is insubstantial air. You pantomime a feast, children playing at nonsense. Your narrow mind only comprehends straight paths, while the whole world lies abroad, a sweet mystery to savor. I want to gorge on warm security of wealth, respect from the reputable, room to move about and choose. I've had my fill of your visions, sick of exhortations and mock love, forged from constraint. Listen to me now as I roar from my window. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry. 
or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.